you're listening to the Casual Swinger Podcast. As your host, we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature. This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Now, we don't expect you to act like adults. What's the fun in that? We're a married couple living in Florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle, and we take almost nothing seriously. Casual Swinger is a variety show, meaning we'll cover everything from music to events, travel, and even the occasional hilarious screw-up. Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals. Not anything. And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional. Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy. And thank you so much. This has been a long-awaited, long-overdue welcome to another episode of Casual Swinger. Why did it just sound like you were trying to come there? I was trying a to little come. Bit. Did you not see was, what I was doing? I was rubbing fucking furiously. It was like a dramatic, overindulgent kind of come. All right. As a person that's seen thousands of right your now. fake orgasms, I just want to say that uh, dramatic... Oh, no, you take the key. Thousands of fake orgasms? Because I don't know how to fake orgasm. I just it's, don't believe you've ever had a real one. It's awkwardly staring into your eyes. There's no faking it. No? Mm. Especially not when that little puddle shows up down yeah, there. Oh, yeah, it's, it's very obvious. Anyway, hey, hey, welcome everybody. On. Mickey here. And Mallory. And the alabaster scrotum. I did feel a hello, hello, hello. Pair of creepy eyes in the room. I do. There's like oh, this fucking God. bald presence <laughs> in the room. It's like this ghost of ghost of baldness past in the corner. All right, I can't tan. Get over it. <laughs> you really can't. You're this Chalkasian fucking like friend that just sits in the corner. The best part is, you know, I am. Uh, how do you say? I had the Sancho Pay tan compared to my daughter. She is like literally, you can see her bones. <laughs> she is translucent. She's like oh. that that fish at the depths of the ocean, where you oh, can like absolutely. see all of her. But she's a beautiful human. She doesn't. I have will the, say, you make gorgeous children. She doesn't have the teeth of those kind of the, the teeth of the, the the fish down there. Yeah. It's, Are it's, you raising the roof over there? I'm trying hey. to get the straight to talk louder. <laughs> Stop using your very white voice and start talking not like Christian Bale. Let's get it on. Uh, <laughs> All so right. So first things first. Yes. Let's get this out of the way, Mel. Yeah, we, we skipped an episode. We had PCAP. Life got in the way. So we keep saying we're going to do better. And then. You know what? We're just human. That's a lot like my sex life before we became swingers. Wife got in the way. Uh, rah, 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 no. boom, boom. The last one before me was awful. Swingers said, like, that's on you. Right. Anyway. No. Wrong one. Mm. My I bad. thought it was a Don't small do it. Ha! Found it. I didn't hit the puke button. I'm not in trouble. All right. So anyway, yeah, life got in the way. Uh, we went to PCAP. That was cool. It was a fucking amazing. Yeah, we're going to talk Don't about that Don't underplay that, yeah. And then casual cocktail happened. And like, it I, was I, just like a yeah. week and a half ago. Yeah. yeah, like a week and a half ago. But I'm just saying we had a lot of shit going on, which kind of necessitated us maybe just not getting an episode out on time. Yeah, I don't think anybody cares I, at this point. I, I, I appreciate anyone that sticks around for Whoa, whoa, so. whoa. I don't buy that. What? No? That people don't care? Are you kidding me? I think they do, but I think they give us a certain amount of forgiveness for it. They have to, otherwise they still wouldn't be listening. There's, you know, still three people out there that give a shit. Yeah, but very true. But I, I know you guys have very robust travel schedules, but, you know, everything I've seen, you guys are insanely popular. Oh, uh, I love you. Is this is why you're my friend. <laughs> this is why you get to come hang out with us. No, All right, stop. I, I don't. I, I'm also like, I love balls and alabaster scrotum is here. 
Yeah, he does look like a fucking ball sack. Look at him. There's like two eyeballs peering out of a scrotum just staring over the microphone right now. It really is amazing. You know what? If my ball sack looked like my head, I'd be happy. Right now, it's like a fucking hacky sack. I, when I walk down the street, I got to kick it. <laughs> is that just a to, cause of, of the environment or genetics? No, it's because I'm fucking old. Okay. <laughs> I thought it's because you were in Florida and the, you just, everything was just hanging low, you know? <laughs> well, I'm from the Northeast, so it's like, you know, usually it's fucking nice and tight and up. And, but like a brain. Yeah, high, Absolutely. So it's like a high tight like you're going into the military yeah the worst part is my kids sit there and depending on the camera angle i take with an iphone i look like megamind <laughs> <laughs> and it really irritates me like oh, just something so wrong with you you fucking crazy oh, bastard I, i'm so glad you joined us for this episode so when we get into the court and the meat of this all um because we're oh, obviously going to talk the about shaft, the, if you the will. shaft yes um affirmation so like your contributions given Especially that little anecdote there. Oh, um, the quantity of self-loathing in this room is just—it's <laughs> overwhelming. So this is going to be oh, a epic. casual shit show, folks. Yeah. But what are Jane we going to talk about? We today? love you. Yeah, Angie, right? The casual shit show. Uh, so today, like, hang around to the end, yeah. no matter how fucking stupid this episode gets, because June's whiskey of the month is going to happen in this episode. I know it's our only episode of the month. It's not normal for us. We apologize. But what are we going to talk about today, Mel? So we're going to talk about affirmation holistically, mostly in the in context of receiving affirmation, how important it is, but mostly how the majority of us take affirmation and kind of put up the shield and like deflect it. Like no one really knows how to take a fucking compliment, but affirmation is crucial to our beings. So you can take a cock, but not a compliment. A hundred percent. How much? Wow. I have much that's better. That's all anybody wants to do. How much cock can you take? I'm much wow. better at taking a cock than a compliment. And and that sounds very whorish of me to say, but it's the truth. Are you better at taking a really big cock or a really big compliment? Cock. A hundred percent of the time. <laughs> Chimney Christmas. Yeah, I'm. Hey, I've, welcome to the show, hey, Alabaster Scrub. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Again, you for prefacing what I'm we were going to talk about today because, uh, you know, I'm not uncomfortable at all. But I mean... <laughs> We do. Like, as a whole, I think we suck so much at taking compliments. Did you and really say suck? She did. We really? Did. Uh, yeah. We suck it. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Welcome to Casual Swinger. I didn't yeah. say cock. Um, so, but you know what? You are so pretty. Actually, that sounded a little condescending, so now I'm on the defense. Hey, well, See, this is what happens. I'm like, you're pretty, and she's like, fuck you. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Mallory, like, you're very no. pretty. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, fuck you. No, see, this is what happens. Someone else tells her she's pretty, and well, all of a sudden, you, the, right. dude, it's all about inflection. You were like, Mallory, Mallory, you're so pretty. I was like, Mallory, you're so pretty. It's all about the inflection. You, it's no. the way you state it. You're bald. No shit. <laughs> all right. So anyway, we're gonna get back to this later. We're gonna talk about what it is to. Take a compliment and not a cock. We're going to talk about where Jimmy Hoffa's buried because, as I understand, the scrote knows exactly where he is. By the way, being called the Alabaster Scrote is not complimentary. That's not that's not a compliment. You uh, know that you you designated yourself as such. No, absolutely not. I'm pretty sure you did. Oh, absolutely not. I'm going to go with yes. No, that, that's a fallacious <laughs> did, statement. Did Mickey? Did Mickey do that? No, please. You know him. Yeah, dude. You know how many like, names I oh. Yeah, I actually, you do hold, there's a plethora of nicknames that you hold. Alabaster Scrotum, for this purpose and intent on it, it, it is my favorite. It's pretty much one of the, <laughs> it's definitely one of the funniest. 
<laughs> but you guys inherently mean to each other, so you have like nicknames for him too. So. That's true. And you like do, you only boys get away with that shit. If girls treated each other the way the guys do, like that is inherent. Like I will hate you for the rest of my life and hold a grudge. Oh like, my I will God. never there get was over a, that. There was just a meme that went around that you know, the 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 one it was it was two women talking. The one was like. Oh, you know, oh, I feel so fat. And the other, oh, no, you just look so pretty. Oh, you're so dynamic. And the other one was two men talking. The guy's like, oh, yeah, dude, I feel fat. He's like, yeah, you fucking fat. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly that, it. Period, and you know what? And that's it. End of story. You guys don't even give a shit. No. Yeah. yeah. Women? Oh, big deal. You call me fat. Couch. Fuck These off. Like, have a weight you're like, ugly. You, you What's your take- point? Yeah, if a, if, a, if a girl said that, like, you're taking off your Lee Press-On, someone's holding your hoops, you're taking your wheat, like... Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Around. How old are you? Like, Lee, Lee Press-On nails and hoops? <laughs> <laughs> Coming yeah. to you live from the trailer park, this is Mickey and Mallory talking okay. casual Well, I never lied about my upbringing. What the Ever, fuck? not once. But going back <laughs> to affirmation. <laughs> going back Yeah, to I don't know what button you hit, but that's probably appropriate. <laughs> it said, Wow. <laughs> so I, I think everyone for the the vast majority of us suck at taking a compliment and i think it's it's generally we're uncomfortable so that maybe there's shame in having that affirmation to some degree and or whether or not we believe someone so does it actually resonate do we believe someone when they're, when they're actually giving us an affirmation like do we deserve it yeah so we're gonna get deep we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about some of this stuff because i i do think that you know, if anything, and we're going to start to go down this direction, but if, if I learned anything at PCAP, it's that people, I, I think that the people that do spend time with us here on the show and let us into their head, they hear that we're real people that have very maybe indifferent opinions on the universe and we tend to be a little out there about how we feel about all the bullshit that happens around us. And I think they like that. I think that that's something, that's why they listen because they know we are going to get to the good shit at some point. But we're going to have a fucking good time doing it. And I think that's what we're going to do here today. So let's it's talk like your ab- sex life. <laughs> yeah. Right. It takes, it takes me a while to get there, but it'll be good when <laughs> I finally do. All right. So let's talk about the casual cocktail event that just happened. I think this event was fucking awesome. I love all of you for coming, but I want to hear Mallory. What was your take on taking all that cocktail? Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. I struggled. So I think I need a big screen so I can pay attention because my ADD kicked in. I was trying to watch all the little tiny squares and acknowledge all of our new and old friends that were on there. I feel like everyone had a good time. I had a great time. I learned a lot. Um, you told very embarrassing stories about me, which I'm totally fine with. Which the which, scrotum was there for. Yes. So we told a story that involved me sleepwalking into a closet, which happened to be Alabaster Scrotum's closet. And the first time I ever stayed at his house, and I'll, I'll just fast forward to the end where I thought I'd never be invited back or like uh, be able to look him in the eye. Oh my I actually God. denied it that it, it even happened. Oh, it was oh, so epic. And I you're not allowed to watch Criminal Minds anymore. I'm it's not. I actually stopped watching Criminal episode Minds. ever. Oh. You, you changed houses and you kept the stuff she broke. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm I 100% <laughs> certain I cost you thousands of dollars just by existing in that closet and fighting for my life. It was so worth it. <sighs> Do you remember? So, okay, dude, that's so only the third person you captured we, in that closet, we tr- too. We tried to. Yeah, and she's the only one to get out. Yeah, we tried to, like, paint the picture of, like, how this actually felt. And from my perspective, do you remember in the morning where we were talking about 
the event and it occurred to me that this wasn't a dream and I started laughing crying. Like I was laughing with everybody, but I also started crying at the same time. At the bottom of the stairs, you were still hungover. Like you we're, no, I was at the hungover. You look like wet I was toilet. We were house. all so drunk because <laughs> this was New Year's Eve that this happened, yeah. and I we were all laughing. You guys were laughing hysterically, and I was laughing, but I was also crying at the same time because I realized that it actually happened. I hadn't dreamt it. Oh, absolutely! Hey, yeah, the saving graces. You didn't piss in the closet. I did I was, not. Honestly, guys, that's <laughs> I what didn't. I thought had happened. When I heard Mallory rummaging around this closet in the middle of the night, I thought, oh, no, she's going to shit in the scrotum's closet. And so I, like, jumped he up. Did. And I'm like, hello? And the, he, Mickey, <laughs> is that you? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you saved my life. Help me. <laughs> I've been trapped. And I, I, don't I know think where I've I been am. kidnapped, and I don't know where I am. I was like. I think you're in a closet. <laughs> Get me out of here. It I was, was the sobbing. best shit ever. I Never was... mind that like five steps to the left was the actual bathroom. Uh, the actual bathroom. The actual. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad she didn't shit in your closet, yeah. Scrotum. I really I didn't have am. to pee. Oh, you and me both. Because <laughs> I'll tell you oh, what, man. I've had friends that have slept over. At, Did they at, shit in your closet? No, not at my house. But Oh, good. <laughs> so when we were much younger... Uh, what kind of fucking friends do you have? No I wonder do. you're friends with they're me. All, I know, they're all depraved, but this is actually kind of funny. So they had just gotten married, and we went to my buddy Steve's house. And, you know, when you're young, you, you first have kids. You know, it's like, oh, you know, who fucking cares? We're going to get a drunk, and we're going to have kegs, and we're going to play beer pong, and we're blah, blah, blah. We, it's like denial. So everybody kind of passes out and stays over. Well, you know, um, uh, I got to, uh, fuck, they're not going to listen. Mark and Colleen stayed over. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, the honorary swingers of this So episode. they're passed out in the living room. So I mean, this is kind of one of these colonials in, uh, we'll say, one of the New England states. So it was a very common design. Like the whole back wall was like fireplace. And then the, one of the part of the fireplace was the kind of where you put the wood. Oh, and, I know where uh, to put the wood. Yeah. Oh, so Jesus Christ. Give me a gallery. Um, so you, you weren't putting the wood after, there after this. So my buddy Mark wakes up and he's like kind of groggy and looks over and he's like, where the fuck is Colleen? And he fucking scans the room and all of a sudden he looks towards the fireplace and here he sees his wife stumbling toward the fireplace, drops trowel where the wood normally would be, and just starts unleashing this torrent of urine. Oh, no. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Needless to say, he decided to pack shit up and like an hour later, the fucking door so they, everybody they ran away oh absolutely so the best part is you know we all it was my buddy steve's house so we all knew who was sleeping where so the next day he's like what the fuck just happened here we all walked down like there's this big old puddle of fucking yellow just fluid sitting at the bottom is where the wood i got uh, wood soaking into the wood. oh absolutely and uh we're like eh, start counting people I mean, he, he stayed here he stayed here say like, oh Oh, people peed in the floor. Yeah, well, these I pe- would rather these people own a child daycare by now. By the way, what happened? They own a, a daycare center by now. But oh, just let that you know sounds about right. So now, yeah. effectively, they're and reliving children, that moment on the regular. Their children basis. are now of age, so it's like yeah, <laughs> paybacks are going to be a bitch. <laughs> All right, so that minor sidebar was brought to you by the Casual Alabaster Cal- Scrotum. 
Oh, and the casual cocktail? And the casual <laughs> cocktail. So nobody pissed in the floor during the casual cocktail. Now what we, we did, have. just so you guys know, we had an event. We had a Zoom event where we had folks kind of just come hang out with us. We sent them boxes with enough materials to make did drinks. Did you just say coming out with fucking gay pride? And, and boxes, yeah. It yeah. is June. It's Dude, gay pride. Thank you Everyone's for noticing. And by yeah. the way, bisexual pride is still pride. Yes. Yeah, what I say? Love is love. Whatever. Love is love. Mallory is bi furious, yes. as we know. She mm-hmm. hates both sexes. No, I I'm so <laughs> bisexual. It's it's like a, a furious undertaking. Like oh, interesting. Yeah. I I tell you, I used to think that I consume vagina with veracity, <laughs> until I saw her bury her face in it like it was a snorkel, and she was thirty feet underwater. Yeah. It was the Last Supper every time. No, gasping for her last breath. Gasping desperately. Happily, will go that way. Desperate Horror Wives right here on Casual Swinger. But we had all these folks come out and hang out with us. We uh, made three drinks with our bar median Amadeus. We had 34 couples join us, only two of which had their boxes destroyed courtesy of UPS. Yeah, thanks. Well, thank you, shipping fine boxes. Oh, yeah. Boxes, oh, goodies. Yeah. Oh, oh. Well, yeah, that still doesn't clarify, but whatever. Yeah, well, we still owe a couple of those people something that came in those boxes that only <laughs> PCAP. Really, <laughs> dude? Really? Really? He's like, I can't get away with innuendo with you around. Fucking Jiminy softball. Christmas! I just keep tossing. Yeah, hey, hey, oh, by balls the way, up. thanks for the invite. <laughs> Appreciate so glad that. you could join us, you son. Yeah, of a I bitch. don't like bourbon. Whatever. Yeah, have some bourbon, casual bar. And also, you're gonna really hate us. They, it was a um, slumber party. To some degree. Hmm. Yeah, so oh, yeah. women showed up in lingerie, and there's a lot of hot chicks. Mm. On the oh, there was a Thank shit you. ton of hot You're girls. welcome. It was absolutely awesome. but And I, the women were crazy hot, and everybody was in lingerie. We gave away casual cocktail Yeti cups, which you got a couple of tonight. I did. Bro. I think they're actually really cool. Right? Yeah, they're pretty fucking yeah. sweet, right? They're, they're great summer like Perfect size. pool cups. Yeah. I, exactly. For Perfect like, pool cups. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really was excited about them. I'm excited we made them. I think we're going to have those Chinese kids make us some more, which I was really happy they made those for us. So, was, uh, guys, That's why I'm they kidding. wear those thick glasses. Look, I would have them made by kids on any corner of this planet. I really would. I mean, children work hard, so I will absolutely have them do it. Please fucking edit that out. <laughs> no, please don't. Was, <laughs> I... All right. So anyway, uh, casual cocktail was awesome. We're going to do another one closer to the holidays. Yeah, I think we're going to do it between Thanksgiving and Christmas. But if you have a suggestion, let us know. Well, so uh, interestingly enough, we haven't had a chance to talk about this yet. So I'm going to tell Mallory something she doesn't know already. Oh, I love this when this happens on the air. Oh, so much. Makes me feel so in the loop. Let's go. Fun when I do this on the air. You guys ready? (laughs) All right. So you hit another fucking button. Dude, what's with the fucking button? Oh, he's yeah. obsessed. <laughs> the, 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 the gist of it all is uh, we, we heard from our folks from Done at Home who we partnered with to do this. They would love for us to do it, but they would actually ask us to do it a little before Thanksgiving. So maybe, maybe we'll do between it between Halloween and Thanksgiving, possibly, or even before Halloween, maybe a costume party. We're going to talk about it. We'll figure something out. But I know. All right, guys, we'll we'll do it sometime in the fall. How's yeah. that as a generalized statement? But we love our charity cases, so we uh, we've always been a big fan of Toys for Tots. So maybe okay, <laughs> you should <laughs> rephrase that. Charity cases is not a positive no like phrase. I was referring um, to single mothers. Yeah. Oh, mm, no, I'm I'm gonna just fucking stop you. Oh. From getting us canceled right now. Oh. All right. I'm sorry. So I... we do a lot of charity work. Oh. Period. 
And she said, there's an opportunity there to combine the two, yes. period. And I'm going to be your PR agent. So just sit there and be pretty. Okay. Dude, imagine okay. that a chick saying period. Can we do a benefit yeah. for strippers? Uh, yeah, we support. Yes, <laughs> we support this. I'll provide the poll. We're, hey. we're positive sex work. Hey, let's talk about something that's not going to get me canceled. Let's talk about we booked for Naughty and Nolan. Yes, we did. We're leaving in like, uh, I don't know, like less than two weeks. As soon as we get back from Park City. <laughs> yeah, we leave literally in six hours. Um, we leave for our flight to get to the airport and go. Yeah, we're going um, to Utah. We're going to Utah. I'm may I don't know. I might fuck some Mormons. Like I don't. I don't know. I've done so little research, which is unfortunate, except for like the Google Maps view of Park City. Like I'm just excited to go out there and have an adventure, fly by the seat of our pants, see how it goes. Like right. it's a beautiful area of the country that I've never explored. I'm so excited to do it with you. Don't drink the water. <laughs> Whatever you do. Is it like Mexico or do I turn Mormon or polygamist if I do? No, oh, you're going to be an absolute polygamist. She's going to be poly non-monogamous. Absolutely. I'd be a disruptor as a sister wife for sure. You would be. I would totally be a disruptor. Nope. No, I I'm try to put you in your place and you're like, my place is above you, bitch. And I, I, get a I high will heel be there throat. if that's what I want, where I want to be. This is what happens. But I'm hey. like a house cat. All right. So let's talk. Wait, just what? For, what? Like, I do what I want. Like, I will be there if that's where I no, want to be. No, that's an alley cat. But it's a... No, she's a, she, it's she, still a house she cat. She will shit in your sand if she wants to. <laughs> I think she tried to shit in my closet. But, like, the fact <laughs> that I want to be there at the same time you want me there is happenstance. All right, that's true. All right, so I want to talk just for a couple of minutes. And this is really important because we haven't talked since we got back here. Before we go to the actual fucking point of this episode, which longest lead-in ever... Congratulations. I blame the scrotum. Uh, but I got to tell you guys, we went to Podcast of Palooza. And this is not a PCAP episode per se, because there's a lot of recap episodes. I highly, 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 highly recommend some of the PCAP recap episodes out there from some of our friends that are amazing. Bed Hoppers fucking crushed Amen. the recap episode. It was Amen. awesome. And Kate's by the way, recap episode was amazing. 100%. Not going to lie. Bed Hoppers is a pretty cool name. Oh, fuck. It's, they're amazing, it's amazing people, too. They're the, they're the best people. Um, I tried the whole fucking week, weekend, not to go total fangirl, like play it cool. Oh, like she loves be, British accents. She had like I, a, a t-shirt on that said, I love... And hoppers. Uh, I will fucking make one, and the heart will have both of their faces on each side, kind of like looking like they're kissing, um, but also me in the middle. No. Um, I think you should have oh. pasties made and Not have Mister H it. and Mrs. H Just on each bit. titty <gasps> and make them kiss when you put it. your okay. titties together. Oh, oh, that has to happen. That's epic. Yeah. Ah, oh, that has to happen. We can actually we will make and sell those. <laughs> if Kate does another PCAP, we will make and sell those pasties so people can wear them and everyone you know, can have the H's Simon, kiss Simon's with their titties. stickers were on point. Like, Fuck and his I think stickers. This they're is, still on my stuff. They're all over our stuff. I, I fucking love them. They're genius. They're incredible. Oh, my God. Definitely one of the biggest highlights of PCAP, but I love that. So I'm glad it's um, uh, recorded here for posterity. So I know fucking to do cock that wobble. You twat. 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 You twat. Now, look, I, I, guys, you know, we're, we're, we're talking obviously British and shit because we can't, uh, well, obviously I suck at English, but th Dang this particular might. event, it was the it was hoppers, spiraling. it was monogamish marriage, it was the hot wives, it was foreplay, it was life of spice. 
Uh, it was average swingers because I'm just going to leave Jay at the end because fuck him. Yeah, monogamish. I said that first. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Keep going. I was reading my notes. <laughs> oh, no. I, it's I, I'm just my bullet point because I didn't want to. I don't want to. I, I got to tell you, uh, one of the best uh, that I heard. Black and kinky. Black, what? Fuck, you stole my thunder. Sorry. When I think of thunder, I think of Bomber. He's just, he brings the thunder. It's what he does. Not Bell's beautiful ass, but just Bomber. Uh, no, it's, I absolutely think that those guys, they busted their ass on a great presentation and everybody loved it. If you listen to Kate's episode and the, her recap, everybody talked about how much they loved the idea that they talked about photographing men. And like, because everybody wants to take you pictures guys are of beautiful little, women. Like it, and I don't want to say underserved, but like under highlighted. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. It was so cool to see everybody celebrate them, just not themselves, but each other. I almost said themselves. Well, and that like the presentation and the format of how they did it and like sending pictures in were incredible. Um, meeting Swinger University was great. Oh my God, they were great. They They're were awesome. fantastic. Yes. Yeah, their session gangbusters yeah and uh, insightful as hell those two by the way i was really surprised uh, i don't want to say surprised i hadn't had a chance to meet him before so I, right. I really wasn't sure what to think of what i was gonna and I, I love the scout mentality when you get an opportunity to meet someone you don't know you have no preconceived like notions yeah. of who they are and like every vibe we got in that environment foreplay life of spice swinging university people we've never interacted before positive all around 100 percent, and that's kind of i mean i know we have a lot of other stuff that we kind of made notes about about you know like mrs burns's birthday oh my gosh it's incredible uh, mark and rebecca's honeymoon oh. and there were so many things that were such a big deal and i was uh, you know oh the, my gosh we're gonna whiskey we're gonna, tasting we're gonna forget so much here but the entire event in and of itself was absolutely incredible and hands down. And this is no bullshit. I'm not blowing smoke up anybody's ass. I love. Seen her do my, that, by the way. I, this is not. I quit smoking. Um, my favorite lifestyle event, hands down. You cannot cr replicate this kind of vibe. No. It's all about the vibe for these environments or something for everyone. We sell there's, sex toys and she's all about the vibe. Just so you guys know. Seriously, we've been in lifestyle 16 years and we've gone to a plethora of events over our, our span here. And it's all positive. It's all fun. Um, even if you don't want to fuck them, you're having a great time with uh, your, these group of humans. And I'm sorry, you, there's a great opportunity to meet people you want to fuck too. Like it's just, an incredible opportunity to engage and connect in a very intimate but fun, relaxing environment. You get to learn stuff. You get, like I said, connect, party. It's just absolutely incredible. I can't say enough great things about it. And it's all because of this, you know, mastermind behind the, the scenes, Kate, like yeah. that brought this to fruition. And it's just an incredible brand, incredible uh, event series. Yeah. I never thought I would see the surface of Mars. And then here we Isn't were. Isn't that weird? Like Palm Springs, like we didn't even know fucking roadrunners were a real thing. And Dude, so I we chased saw a roadrunner down the street um, with a lizard. In so, room. well, so I did a several people. On no, did? I will show you the fucking video, dude. It's Hands down, it's real. And it actually runs like the Roadrunner, kind of, in the cartoon. You know what it didn't do? It didn't hold up a sign. It, it even has like the little fucking dude, mohawk. You didn't fall off a cliff. And just like I was like literally a, looking for a coyote. Ducking anvils the whole way. We did a not. Mickey-sized hole in the bottom of. Hundred <laughs> percent. There were potholes. There were 
like uh, manhole covers, but no wily e. coyote. And they the Roadrunner's legs didn't spin when it took off, and it didn't say meep meep. But you, but you can. He's fucking fast as shit. Oh, quick. Yeah, I, I'm just putting it out there. They're fucking real. Yeah. They have the mohawk. They run. Roadrunners run are really real. Fast. Dude, put it in, in millennial terms. That's cap. <laughs> oh God, we don't speak that language here. We're old that's, and shit. That's straight keys. You know what? I do want to throw a little bit of special shout out for everybody that answered the call. So at the end of the hosts meet and greet, I stepped up and asked folks to give us a hand putting the playroom together, and I asked, and and you know what? I didn't mean. For this to be, yeah, the way you got a out. little sexist with it, but not intentionally. You were like, "All the dudes, I, well, all I the asked, guys." Why? Because honestly, <laughs> you know what? I wanted the girls to have a chance to go do what the fuck they wanted to do. I said, "Hey guys, guy halves of the hosts, any any male hosts that are in this room, do me a favor, hang out afterward. I need some help putting the playroom together." And I got to tell you, every female counterpart showed up. By the way, and every I was guy like, that showed up, his girl showed up, right and we there. We had twenty fucking people putting the playrooms together for PCAP. And that's because the hosts in this group answered the call. Uh And I got to give every one of you people props. I'm not going to call names out. You know who you are. You're badasses. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you to Bomber in particular for a couple of nights into the event. I said I needed somebody to go down and check on the playroom. And he said, I'm on it. And boom, he was gone. And he went down there and checked on the playroom, made sure everybody was cool, made sure people had towels, made sure everybody felt good and comfortable. That dude, me and Bomber, we're all right. He's they're, he's a good dude. They're they're fucking amazing, and honestly, I cannot wait. Like I hope sometime in the near future we get to collaborate with them and see them. I just I have an immense amount of love for that. Yeah, those folks. Anywho, anyway. anyway, we're getting up in the morning. We're leaving for Park City, Utah. We're oh, going to yeah. be there all fucking week long. Point. So if you're listening to this and you're in Park City, Casual Swings with you. When you listen to this, if it's hey. the week of I don't know now, but in the meantime, since we're not going to talk about Park City because we got to move the fuck yeah, on. Yeah, we got to go. Like, no, I want to talk about Park City. I mean, this is a foreign concept to me. I'm a skier, so the fact that you're going during summer, summer. is bizarre to me. It is. Well, there's I no don't snow. Like the, there's no. I don't like. It's the not cold. cold. I don't it's, like it. You go to there to ski. You no. don't go there to just, you know, Netflix and chill. Do I look like an athlete? Yes. No. Dude, you're fit as fuck. Stop it. I am not coordinated. Stop it. I'm as, stop co- it. I'm as coordinated as a baby deer no, stop on it. its new legs. Ask, I'm sorry, husband. No, maybe when you have a couple cocktails, yes. Yeah. No. She, I, I watch her, and she's, and when the tonals like lift this arm and then stick your right leg out and then do the hokey pokey, and she does it so well. It's so amazing. listen, folks. You know the, the the subject today is about being able to take a compliment. Right now, she's not taking a compliment. No, so she's no, bad. No, no matter what she friend. says today, it's all bullshit. Hey, P, the people at PCAP know how hot Mallory is. Yeah, just stop it. And by the way, here's the best part: when I'm like, hey, she's hotter than me, they're like, you were right. <laughs> Like, I know. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. You look like a lump of shit sitting there. I do. <laughs> oh I'm not going to lie. Next this, to this again, one? I'm going to just go, This women could not talk to each other like this. this is no, what don't happens. get me wrong. It's not like I'm sitting here like fucking Flabio, but Christ. Flabio? <laughs> I mean, come on. All right, He's maybe I'm looking too. like, no, because I, look, I, maybe I have a little, I'm a little round, but I don't have the, I don't have the flowing locks. I already said I look like fucking Megamind for Christ's sake. <laughs> 
For fuck's sake. about taking compliments. Mallory, let's come back and talk about affirming. I'm not going to lie. Affirmed. I could take this in a whole let's different Let's talk direction. about taking a cock, but not a compliment. Yeah. We're going to come back in just a hot second. Tell everybody how to find us. Oh, yeah. We are Casual Swinger everywhere. Casualswinger.com. If you want to shoot us a message, that podcast at casualswinger.com. If you feel like giving us a review because you like us and love us, that is uh, most beneficial on iTunes. Otherwise, just send us a note or shut the fuck up. I don't know. We are um, also on social media. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also find us on the dating sites. It's Cassidy, uh, SDC, Cat, uh Double Date Nation, and you two fuckers are still like, there. sorry, there's hand signs and SLS. <laughs> there's what? like a whole no- number of language happening in the background here. There is. Well, my, the, the scrotum can see our whiteboard, so he yeah, sees a bunch of the ideas for episodes on our board, and he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. All right, so if I he says talk what the fuck, it's going to be good. I'm sure you want the farm explained, and I'll go there in a second. No, I hadn't. Oh, I didn't see the farm. farm yet. Oh, see <laughs> the scrotum's <laughs> in the bad <laughs> episode. All right, we'll be back in a hot second, folks. <laughs> this casual shit show is not over. Hang out to hear a little bit more about affirmation and why it is that Mallory can take such a cock but not a compliment and by the way we stole that from the bed hoppers I'm gonna call that shit out right now she has a t-shirt yes she does we'll be back you've been listening to Casual Swing Welcome back to Casual Swinger. I'm Mallory. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. You positive? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. I can't see you. I took my glasses off. Yes. Yes. Actually, I, I can see far away, and you're way far away from me. But you're still yeah. beautiful. God, uh, fuck you. Yeah. I'm the Calabaster Scrotum. The Cal- Calabaster, Calabaster Scrotum? Yeah, I went to California recently, so I feel kind of liberal <laughs> now. The Calabaster. Is that why you're pleasantly pink? Absolutely. You do turn pink in the sun quickly. Oh, this is so we're doing affirmatively affirming the affirmed... Why for the alabaster scrotum can take a cock but not a compliment. We're going to talk about... I do not take the cock. <laughs> we're actually just, you know, this is a thing. You know, while we were in Palm Springs, we got the opportunity to have dinner with, with Kate of Wanderlust. And Ugh. we talked about affirmation. Yes. And I was really glad to spend time with our friend. Uh, okay, so that was a wonderful evening. There's we've had very limited opportunity to have that kind of dedicated time with her. And I'm just going to say selfishly, that was an absolute highlight. It really Absolutely was. loved. Actually, I want to say that was the highlight, I think, because she worked so goddamn hard for this community. Should I, yeah. A hundred percent. We, we had the ability just to have some downtime with her yeah. and we're going to have to give her credit. We started to have this conversation and she paused and went, this would be a great topic for a, a podcast. This is actually her fault. This is her fault. Yeah. She invited 100%. the scrotum to our house to have this conversation. <laughs> I don't even know who this woman is. <laughs> She's Australian. You would fuck you. Well, good day, mate. <laughs> Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. No. No. That won't upset her at oh, all. Let's God. Hey, listen, I'm a quarter Australian. My grandmother was born and raised in Australia. My father lived in Australia for seven years. Oh, I, you came from I, a prison I thought you were going to say that no your grandmother idea. was in prison, too. Yeah. No, I don't know what she did to get there, but that's, I'm assuming <laughs> she was born there. But So maybe her father was a criminal. <laughs> you know, but the thing of it is, um, if you add together our conversation with Kate from Wonderlust, mm-hmm. which was all about affirmation, and then we kind of talked about what a compelling topic it was while we were having dinner with the bedhoppers. Yes. I mean, because... And it was 
lively conversation. It was because I think at our core, like we all need a certain amount of affirmation. It, it, we seek it or want it or do appreciate it to some degree, right? But we don't know how to face it one-on-one. Well, yeah. So I'm going to go out. Uh, worry. So I don't often call Mallory out because I like getting my dick sucked and it won't suck itself. Really? Because no I think you've done a really good job this like in from the intro. But please proceed. I blame the scrotum. Mm-hmm. Oh, but. I have a story on that. So, but go ahead. <laughs> so <laughs> I do feel like... You suck at taking compliments. I do. I make it, I, I even go an, the extra step and make it fucking weird. Like someone goes, hey, you look really nice today. I'm like, thanks. I showered and put on deodorant. Like, I don't just say you. Thank just you just fucking said it to me today. That. I did. Like, that's my default. Like, I fucking make it weird. Like, I, I go, oh, wow. Like, someone's make, trying to put me on a pedestal. Yeah, I'm like, oh, great. And You're I'm a fucking dirt ball. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, like, normally I'm a scrub. Like okay, in so, my day-to-day oh, life. Thank you so much. I pooped today. That must be why. <laughs> hey, that's why they make those t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, and look or at the like radiance a- that I've exuded now that I've extruded this corn from my body. Yeah. You don't eat corn. No, I, I don't, don't corn. actually. Corn's actually, awesome. I do like corn on the cob. Yeah, yeah. it's like Christmas like lights for poo. Yeah. It's like what? <laughs> Christmas lights for poo. We're never yeah. getting laid again. Please stop. <laughs> I had a, no, never mind this other Oh, story. my God, no. All right, but no, seriously, so, like, when you meet people, and I think they really do compliment you generally, and, and genuinely, not generally, but genuinely, I think they, uh, you're a beautiful woman. I, I can say that. Most everybody that listens to shows this point seen Mallory. They know that she's hotter than me. And. True story. They <laughs> are like, hey, wow, like, he was right. You're pretty fucking hot. You always kind of reply with this awkward silence what's up with that what the fuck are you supposed to do well that <laughs> thank you i mean seriously uh, yeah i know i mean it was well, seriously it doesn't well and just saying thank you period lol so there has to be so in that environment i feel like there's a necessary exchange right and i struggle to Accept the fact that someone has something kind to say and be genuine about it. And that has everything to do with me and not to do with them. I do take them at face value. I don't know how to receive it and believe it. And that is totally a me thing. But also responding in kind, appreciating and accepting that. And then also reciprocating. Even though I feel it and think it in my mind, I have trouble being that vulnerable to say, this is how I feel about you. And hand it off. So I usually just fucking make it weird or just silent. And like I could actually hear my eyelids blinking together like tink tink. Because (laughs) it's such a visceral and like that moment of accepting the compliment and then the lull after it. It feels like eons pass before the awkward silence is broken and it's never by me 100% of the time if that's the way it goes. Consider somebody that you feel is unattractive is giving you this compliment. Okay. So the, uh, let's, let, I'm going to play the part of the unattractive person. So okay. her husband. So, <laughs> so hi, my name's Mickey. 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 Okay. I'm the Canadian. Look, we're going off in, in different accents. I, I tried to, I don't know what that was. That was oh, like yeah, English, Australian, show. maybe a little Swedish. I don't know. Whatever. So I'm Mickey. Okay. So. <laughs> okay, Mickey. Mallory, you look terrific tonight. Thanks. 
So you, you have, never say that. You, you have go, whatever. Awkward pause, so though. The, the simple fact of the matter is the person that takes the compliment has to sit there at that particular point and analyze that entire statement. So the first part is like, all right, what are they trying to do with that statement? Are they really just being complimentary? And Thank you. Like, Thank or you. Or B, is this, also, guy, is this guy trying to get in my pants? Or C, is there know, an right, ulterior once I motive? Take, once I take Thank this you. compliment, how do I respond? It's like, okay, if the guy or the person is good-looking or attractive and I have something to compliment them back on, okay, I can do that. But, however, if, you know, the guy's a lumpy piece of shit that looks like Megamind, and I'm, am I, <laughs> do I just say thanks and move the fuck on? Well, so but, the simple fact of the matter is, and, and not only that, then take that and consider our own personal image of what we feel. So the simple fact of the matter is, look, I'm not going to lie. I'm a pretty sexy motherfucker, but when I look in the mirror, <laughs> I look, I all. put I point out all my fucking flaws. I'm like, yeah, do so I So does hair? the sun. Well, yeah, well whatever. Shut up. I'm talking. <laughs> don't interrupt my don't interrupt my flow. Keep going. Um, so <laughs> So the simple fact that matters. Look, everybody looks in the mirror and goes, "You know what? Oh, I don't like this about me. I don't like this about me." But whatever. Most people don't see that shit. Most yeah. people don't see it. However, that's a key point that you just it made. It is. It is. It's absolutely a key point. So the simple fact of the matter is when somebody compliments us, and I have a lot of, I, I dude, I can talk about this for fucking ever. So <laughs> well, it's not about looks. What else do we have to do? By all means. <laughs> dude, you got bourbon. I got fucking gums. We're going to flap all night. Um, <laughs> the simple fact of the matter is you don't, there's a thousand different ways to respond. So it's, the compliment is tough. Look, I don't. I can't take a compliment. Well, I really can't. I I don't. I don't know that I have a prime example of this is the best way to take a compliment. I think this is something we all struggle with, and also you made it. You made actually a really good point there. Oh, you what? You're shocked? No, no, no. Hey, I didn't say actually. Did both this photo <laughs> made a fucking point? <laughs> Oh, wait, and I got in trouble for saying something about Chinese yeah, kids. I know. He just made fun I, of every slow person so in America. I think one of the worst things we say is, uh, dude, actually. Dude, don't even get me started about dinner. I, I hate the segue of going, actually, you're right. Or actually, you said something because it says, I discounted the fact that you could potentially have something to contribute to the conversation. That's not what, what I meant. Now you're saying I can't contribute. What the fuck is going on here? I know. You shit in my closet. <laughs> I did not shit in your closet. It, we do struggle because... You, I, I think you and I are kin in this. I, I went, I will go down the hole. Like, is there an ulterior motive? Is there something they're expecting from this conversation? And I haven't clued myself into, and you're going to shit your pants if you keep laughing like that. <laughs> it's not healthy for your sphincter. You'll we're give yourself hemorrhoids. Oh, I'm fucking, uh, dude, I'm solid, bro. I travel for a living. <laughs> I can shit diamonds if need be. <laughs> Whatever. I know you pooped on an airplane. But I was there. I oh, think. Dude. What no idea. my question is, as a whole, do we feel shamed to actually believe uh, you two? I can't even right now. You make it so hard to focus. All right. Are we good? Because this We're is fine. a question for the group. Inherently, do we believe as a society it's disrespectful to take the compliment for face value because that makes us narcissists? Absolutely. Is where uh, that's absolutely. I think there's uh, yeah. an expectation to remain demure. Yeah, there's an expectation humble. to remain humble, humble. Yeah. about being celebrated for something that. <sighs> All right, I'm not saying it's obvious, and I 
breathed in your guys' ear. Because affirmation doesn't that. have to be a physicality. Like, oh, you're beautiful. It's you did a great job, or I appreciated your contributions. Or affirmation comes in so many different forms. So you know, one of the that. hardest things is to accept that I owe you nothing for kindness. Yeah. And so when we talk about accepting a compliment, so let's just kind of, so one of the things you guys don't know about me is I sold Kirby vacuum cleaners door to door. I knew that about you. You do. It's actually did. You you both did not know that. You didn't know Yeah, he did. I did. I sold Kirby vacuum cleaners door to door when I got out of high school while I was selling cars and trying to figure out what the fuck I was going to do with my life before I went to college. And... I got spit in my face and I got treated like shit and all these things until I started showing up at doors with one of my tricks of the trade, which you have seen before, which is I carry these bite-sized Snickers with me in my backpack. And what I will do is when I walk up to somebody that I want something from, I'll give them a Snickers. And I'll be like, you know what? You look like you're having a rough day. I want to give you something. And I give it to him. And when I hand it to him, inherently there's this thing that happens in a person when you give them something. I would look at you very skeptically. And, well, of course and they I would do. Assume but here's like the problem. The, skepti- the skepticism comes from, I owe you something now because you gave me something. Well, That's no, you just happens. don't take fucking candy. They teach you that in kindergarten. No, no. My van says free candy. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but my point is that when you give someone something of your own volition, of free will, it creates a gratitude that you can't figure out how to rationalize. You can't It's reciprocity out, which is by why proxy. they show up with yes. fucking paper towels and they hand you a roll of paper towels through the door and go, here. And now you're holding their paper towels and now you owe them the courtesy. No, you fucking spike that shit like you're playing volleyball. Well, of course you do door. because you're an asshole. But mm-hmm. like people do that. They they House it, cat. But this is why the canvassing crews who are selling you window washing or Kirby vacuum cleaners or anything else hand you something because human nature says that if I give you something, you owe me something. And this is why we have a problem accepting a compliment because human nature says you gave me something. Now I owe you something and I don't know what to say. You know, I don't so, feel that way about so, yeah, You know what? I, <laughs> I, I, I won't argue with that fact except for the fact if you come with that shit in the Northeast, you guys are get brutal. the fuck out of my face. Yeah. You try to hand me something, get the fuck away from me. Seriously, what the fuck are you doing? Get away from me. What are you, fucking diseased? Get away. No. All right, you know what, Scrotum? So I feel like when we travel, I know, like, I don't, we've been traveling for a long time together. We, you and I have known each other forever. And I don't pull that shit in the Northeast. I don't. What shit? Well, I don't do the whole, like, I'm going to give you something to get something because I think Maybe in certain parts of the country, people are a little more skeptical. They may take you outside. And no, you that. don't. But <sighs> like, can you continue your thought? Well, I'm just saying that I, I get it. Like we've known each other a long time, and I go up to those parts of the country. But I just think that it's still the same. When we think about it, everybody wonders what's in it for you. What's the other side of the equal sign? Why are you being nice to me? You don't know me. And I think in the Northeast, it's a little exacerbated because there are people up there that maybe are making you an offer you can't refuse. I can't even do an Italian fucking accent or whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm walking here. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I can't go up there and pretend I'm somebody I'm not. So I go up and I tend to kind of be what I am, which if maybe you get I'm me more... drunk and you make me forget my broadcasting heritage, my country comes out. 
So what I will tell you is it's one of those things where from a Northeast perspective, you know, there's a given a certain give and take, and it's probably every part of the country. You know, there's there's a certain back and forth you expect to happen when you walk into a bar in the Northeast, and the guy's like, "Well, you know, what the fuck do you want? How you doing? You know, <laughs> I, you know listen, I would like the finest, you know, beverage. And you put a little, you know, country twang on it, whatever. And the guy all of a sudden has to go. You can't see me shaking my head, but it's like. What you see me and, down here? We look at people to, go, "Y'all ain't from around here, are you?" Right. It it, it takes a from a from a northeast perspective, it takes a little bit of a re, a reset because especially in the northeast, you 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 think that once you hear that southern accent, you think of you know things slow down, things are are, are especially calmer, the IQ we're dumber. No, not and not even an IQ. <laughs> no, no, I will never say an IQ perspective. Not absolutely I'm just not. I was fucking I've with you. I've met some very. In, I, a lot it's of a very people. intelligent. Yeah. Look, you're no. making me sound stupid. No. No, no. I'm not. Stop. I'm not. I'm just fucking with no. you. I know you are. <laughs> no, but the simple fact that matters. It makes it makes you know the the aggressiveness of people in the Northeast sit there and take a step back and go, what? And, and all of a sudden, they become normal human beings again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. But one of the things I wanted to talk about was some of the things you brought up. So from a compliment perspective, I think you can look at it from two different angles. So the first is a, a personal con, uh, a compliment. So if I walked up and said, Mallory, you know, you look terrific tonight. Uh-huh. That's I'm complimenting you. Uh-huh. Whereas if you were in a work setting and someone say, hey, listen, Mallory, you did a fantastic job on the project. Awesome. You know, you helped close the account. I mm-hmm. think the latter is very much easier to take and say, you know what? Fucking A, I kicked ass on that project. And you know what? I worked my ass off. And, you know, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Whereas if somebody compliments you from a physical perspective or from you know a strictly appearance perspective you're gonna like it's it's more uncomfortable because again we have our own um you know uh, fuck like i said we all look in the mirror and go you know what i don't like this about me i don't like this about me i don't like this about me are you complimenting me on who i am or what i did yeah correct and not only who i am is what i look like yeah, I, I there's there's so many different that's, levels. That's like, brilliant. For instance, we can take another direction. Oh, so sure. let's just say, um, you know, I, I have a very close. You know, my girlfriend had a very personal issue where, you know, someone in her family member, this guy, diagnosed with a very uh, serious disease, and you know, you know, she flew out there and you know was there for that person, and you know, if you complimented that person on, you know what she did to support that person is completely different than saying, Hey, listen, you look beautiful in that dress. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. It, so from a, being able to take a compliment is on many different levels and, and it mm-hmm. really depends on the situation. I'm not going to lie. I, 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 maybe I'm a little arrogant in this aspect, but I'm a pretty good cook. Yeah. You're dude, you're basically you really, on fucking point. Dude, I, I, I fucking, I stole however, that shit, and I take full credit for it every time we make it. However, if I serve you food and I think it's on point, if you don't give me negative feedback on what's wrong with it, I take it as a personal affront. You want people to negatively critique you on your good food? Absolutely. Like, if you tell me that, Are oh, my you, God, that is delicious, you, have you I think you're full of shit. Have you looked into sadism and masochism a little oh. bit? Like, do you, do you know which side of that? 
equation you're on? Say that one S&M. more time. S&M. Sadism and masochism. Do I want you with my ass because my sausage family isn't that good? No. But like, I am an absolute perfectionist when it comes to shit like that. And if you don't, you can tell me, oh, my God, this is fucking delicious. I'm not, I'm not going to believe you. 100% of the things I've ever eaten that you've made are fucking delicious. All right. So uh, my question is, does the mistress of the scrotum ever just like fucking tie you down and call you an ugly woman and tell you all the ways you suck? Why do you want to know that about your friend? I just need you because, I mean, she's like, your cooking sucks. You're terrible. Do you get off on that? I don't get off on it. What I want is I always want to improve. So when it comes to a, a food perspective, like... You know, so does I want something to to get better. It may this is weird. Maybe it's I don't know what it is. Okay, so. I think I do. It's right. never good enough. She's going it's somewhere. Never guys. good Hang enough. On. Yeah, like in Thanks, your Mom mind, even your best efforts are never good enough. So you want that, maybe not margin of error, but that room for improvement. So, you, dude. So, so <laughs> oh my god. So yeah. you can fill that delta that you listen, feel in listen, your mind listen, and Dr. your soul. Ruth. No, 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 no. So I get you on a fucking spiritual level, though. But right this now. is all of us, Scrote, Right? This is this Scrote. is all of us. <laughs> this is. By the way, it's gonna. I be feel my like you just like play from now on. You, <laughs> it's like you having a one-to-one conversation with your balls in the bathroom, like you just pulled up. I just your pulled my beanbag like, forward. Hey, Scrote. Yeah. Listen, you Scrote. and I. Yeah, listen, we're, gonna we're going out tonight. We're getting fucked up, and we're going to fuck some bitches. Yeah, and get money. <laughs> fuck bitches, get money. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> get 100%. Money. No. But I feel you, because there's also the exchange factor, and I think we talked about this offline a little bit. Anytime someone hands me a compliment, and it could be a roll of paper towels or, like, saying I look pretty or, like, I did a good job, whatever I can verbally reciprocate is never going to be enough to show them that I appreciate the affirmation they gave me. So... One of my defense mechanisms is, thanks, but I feel like I could have done better. Tell me how. That's another thing, weird fucking thing I do. Yeah. Now, uh, tell yeah, me how yeah. I could have done better. So, yeah, I mean, it's very uncomfortable to get compliments. It is. It's because it, you, you feel obligated to return the favor. It is. And, and by the way, two of the three of us in this room are lifestyle. One of us isn't, which says... That the inability to accept a, con- a compliment is universal. Is universal. Is a human factor, which means that swingers are just like everybody else. But should swingers be better at this because we're in an environment where we want to be complimentary and no. positive and whatever? And well, we're trying just to bag. Just because you're a swinger trying, doesn't mean we're trying you're to bag a and jag. Well, oh. I agree with you, Scrooge. I do. Yeah. But okay. what I'm, here's what I will say is that I think. That what we want is people to genuinely accept us for who we are. and But we're in general disbelief that that could happen because we're in denial of the existence of ourselves. Because as some of our recent episodes have said, which I don't, by the way, the scrotum doesn't listen to the show because he doesn't want to know the kinky shit Thank we do you very much lives. because I would feel very awkward right now. But so what, I would, what I'll tell all late. of you is if you've listened to our episodes on confidence, if you've listened to our episodes on the imposter syndrome, if you've listened... To us, you know that sometimes you just don't feel it. Sometimes you don't feel like you're worth it. Sometimes you don't feel like maybe you've earned your place in the company of these people that you hold in such high regard. Whoa. Can I talk about Can we talk about that for a minute? By all yeah. means. What the fuck? Yeah. It's your I, show. I don't. I don't. 
You don't think it's specific to their demographic? No, 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 no. I, 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 I want to understand more of that mentality from the standpoint of, you know, let, let's take the, the audience of this podcast. You know, you're all, you know, in this particular lifestyle. So especially when you go out to different events and different, you know, travel to, uh, you know, we'll say Hedo or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you're all, it, it, that's, that, the, that's the environment. So the, the, the fact that you said that is kind of confusing to me. Well, I think it's confusing because I think when, from the outside looking in, there's this glorious acceptance that occurs that this is who I am and I give and I take based on this is who I am. And part of that's because you know me and I'm more or less this, I don't know how much shit show. But the the gist of it is, I don't know that we all do that. I think that we go and we put out whatever the best version of who we are, we believe that to be. And we hope it's good enough. But I don't know that we believe that it is. You yeah. put out, you put on your best theme night outfit and you put on your best Whatever it is, uh, it doesn't matter the theme, right? Whatever it is, you put you put your best version of yourself out there, and you hope that it's good enough. And when someone comes up to you and says, "Damn, that was," you don't want to believe it because you will always. And we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And, and again, because I said you haven't listened, I'm going to repeat. I think that's unfair to the person that's giving you the compliment you Fuck should yeah, always it's unfair to the person you, you the should it's always insulting. believe him i think that's where the shock and but awe that's value comes in. of lifestyle well yeah a that's not bit. that's exactly well, it we're a we are a subset of everyone else yeah i mean that happens in every, i mean holy crap i mean i have that same situation every time i go out with my girlfriend 100%. She dresses a thousand times better than me. I look like a lump of shit, and I go, <laughs> no matter what I do, short of putting on a fucking tuxedo, I feel Dude, like a I'm lump of shit. Dude, I'm so excited that you started calling Steve your girlfriend. I know that that's been a long, long <laughs> journey for her. him. Oh, my God, you guys. Her name is Stefana. I'm sorry. Oh, my God, you guys are at a cumulative <laughs> shit show. And just for the record, I'm the big spoon. <laughs> I can't even with you guys. No, I, I think you're spot on, though. It's all of us. It's It doesn't matter who it is, whether it's a new jacket for you and I, or it, just something that makes us feel good enough for the people that well, we hold in you, high regard. And yeah. our friends in the lifestyle, we hold in very high regard. Yeah, but the, the confluence of, like... Or the comparison between male and female counterparts. No offense, but you guys are welcome to my makeup drawer and my hair rollers and all of the things and the machinations we go really? through fucking to make us rollers. look. Really? Fucking yeah. hair rollers? Oh, look yeah. at me. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. fucking look at me. I'm you haven't had hair since 82, <laughs> scrotum. <laughs> oh, I'm going to curl my ass I, I, Honey, I don't know what happens below the belt. Oh, I'm just saying, like, the you're, you guys are welcome you to go through short, the fucking bullshit that we do to feel good about ourselves which is never enough let's be honest it's all society yeah 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 um but even like i actually get more compliments when i'm underdone than overdone all right well take a hint yeah well seriously you know what though yeah (laughs) (laughs) fuck you but thank you you know mallory uh, you really get 
I mean, obviously, I compliment you every chance I get. I you do. You did. I'm like, oh, you have to say that you're married to me. You know, I, and that's not bullshit because I've actually seen job. it. And uh, I've known you for a long time. Uh-huh. And I've noticed the pussification of the fucking Mickey. Ouch. No, you know, it's a compliment to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a compliment to you. Yeah. You're not going to take it, apparently, based yeah. on today's no. episode. No, you, t- no, you came the wild to... stallion, and now I just stand around and just. As long as it's not an emasculation throats. of you as a person, like, I no, think we got a, a good. Dude. I think we have a good thing. I think we do. We're very yin and yang. So, what is it about our own individual self images? Mm-hmm. And I would like each of us mm. to say something about this. What's wrong with our self image? And I have a thought on this, but I'm not going to say it first. I want you. You want to go last, don't I you? Go last. You fucker! Of course you do. <laughs> but what's wrong with our self-image that when someone compliments us, we don't believe them? We don't feel like we're worth it. What is fucked up? Because I know you have good parents, and I'm pointing at the scrotum right now. And I know that Mallory and I come from our own <laughs> individual my, shit shows. My I parents say, are I good. I say what scrotum? <laughs> yeah. Well, our well, Mallory's parents are good. They're just <laughs> twisted. And my parents are a fucking disaster. But I just, and we come from very disparate backgrounds in this room right now. But I still think that our self-image has been fairly mm-hmm. well-formed. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we could actually tangent into bullying and all these other things that have made us into who we are. But I think we're fairly well-adjusted humans, despite America being what it is. Mm-hmm. Why can't? We believe that we deserve what's being said. Mallory, you go first. Why? Wow. What the fuck is Ladies wrong with first. you? Yeah. So, uh, I think that's um, projection of my own self-image. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I have. I inherently, I will always walk through life with my subset of insecurities, and I've decided I, I'll never get over them i'll get through them they'll always live there in in my mind's eye they it, it's not something i can necessarily conquer they, they've been you, there forever can i ask you where those insecurities came from oh do you we need a lot longer than well, like I mean, the next that's five the minutes root of why you can't why people um, can't take a compliment right um i think it started with the socioeconomical disparity of where i was as a child and when it when like it i became aware of it that i was less than some of the other kids like there was a hierarchy there and I was a larger child growing up. Like, um, I loved dance. Loved dance my entire life. But I was always the round, fat kid in the back because I was also tall. And I'm not tall now, but I was very tall at the time. So, and then you became very aware of your place in all these smaller, more petite young girls um, okay. that I was slightly older than. So you also had, like, the gross factor. But, like, it put, like, that, I think that in dance, like, dance in general will give you body dysmorphia. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> to the nth degree. So, I think that's kind of, like, where the roots developed. And, I mean, we could get into it because I've talked about this ad nauseum um, throughout my lifetime. But, like, I think that's kind of where it developed. So, when I look at myself, I think I see that version of me, that adolescent inserted into the adult version of me. So who I see in the mirror is not who you guys see today. Wait. Wait a minute. You just said something 
extremely important. What? Who I see in the mirror. Is not who anyone else sees. Period. Why? I don't know. We've talked about Do you that. not? I, I. Is that the, do you take that I picture and post it on Instagram? I am starting to. In the mirror, when you're brushing your teeth and your hair looks like Mufasa. No, that, I won't. Fuck it. I don't even want you to look at me. All right. But so you do and you still love what me. What version so I believe do you, you put out in the world? I put out the best version I possibly can. Awesome news. Now, I know the scrotum yeah. can't do that because he's bald and he's not attractive, but mm. I. Oh, dude, that's not so not true. But I also, <laughs> I also like the un, unfiltered on makeup, like at the beach fucking sweating, like hair yeah. up in a fucking ponytail. If I'm living my best life right then. Eh, I don't mind sharing that. That's what I love about you because, by the way, some of the sexiest pictures I have of you are that girl right there. Yeah. Those are not the ones I go back and look at. Yeah, well, you know, you're not the one spanking it. it. That's me. Fair enough. But, like, I don't mind being my real self even if I don't approve of her necessarily. All right. Anyway, I digress. Screw it. What about you? There's a lot about what she said that is interesting. So the What so about you though? We're not talking about me now. No, <laughs> I fucking take a compliment like a champ. Yeah. Thanks. I so love look, me too. You know, when that I, last one you got back in seventy nine. Yeah, in nineteen eighty. Get it right. <laughs> so the funny thing I is when you when yet. you from a from a male perspective, <laughs> you know, anytime you get a compliment, the first, like for me, anytime I get a compliment, the first thing that pops into my head is you know a chiseled Christian Bale plowing that one chicken American Psycho? Oh and yeah, with that fucking blank stare, like you know, like hey, fuck yeah, fucking you can't see him. <laughs> oh uh, well, he wasn't hard, and the blank stare was because he hadn't had carbs in two years. Whatever, he's fucking jam. But that that stare is kind of like you know that that's like a fucking ego narcissist fucking play. So anytime uh, you know. If you don't, as a male, if you take that fucking compliment, it's like, yeah, I'm the fucking God. Well, fuck you then. You know, good for you. Yeah. Uh, I grew up as a fucking very skinny kid. Now, you know, I graduated high school weighing 135 fucking pounds at six foot. Wow. Damn. Yeah. You yeah, could play a fucking xylophone on my chest. It was a fucking rib bones were exposed. But anyway, the simple fact of the matter is, you know, even today at 52 years old, I still feel like a skinny kid. So if I put any weight on, I think I'm a big fat fuck. Like right now, I'm walking 203, and I think I'm fucking ginormous. You look you know, great, though. Yeah, but you know what? You think I look great. I think I have a fucking gut, and I have love handles and all this other shit. So there's a mind fuck based on... How you grew up, what your 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 body looks like. You know, when I was in high school, I knew I was a skinny kid. So it's one of those things where uh, you sit there I and feel bad you for go you. from one extreme to the next. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Back in the, you know, we'll say 2013, I was doing CrossFit. I was jacked. I was ripped as shit. And I felt the best I've ever felt my entire life. My body was fucking phenomenal. I had a fucking six pack. I was strong as shit. But you know what? As you get older and life happens, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, you, you go from extremes. You know, when I was younger, you were super skinny. When I when I was, you know, in my mid-40s, I was in the greatest Did shape he, of my life. And he, now I'm, you know, I'm not thrilled with what I am. But, you know, I'm also accepting of what I am. But were you confident when you felt at your best? Absolutely, you, I was confident. You were? You were a little oh, bit of a narcissist? A 
Okay. So with that Adele. All right. So now I look at what I used to be and what I was able to achieve versus what I am now. I'm like. But did you feel like a narcissist and could you take a compliment then? That's the question. Yeah. You know what? That's a fantastic question. And I'm going to have to sit there and think. Yes, I think I was able to take the compliment. Okay, because you I believed think it. I was able to take it because you know you believed what? it. I knew how hard I worked to get to what I got to, and you what were like I celebrating it. But however, I wasn't arrogant about it. That's I think the line because like you're allowed to celebrate that. Yes, I fucking worked hard. Look. Yes, I approve of myself too. So thank you. I appreciate the fact that you fucking noticed that I've worked my ass off, and we're gonna do a little happy dance. So thank you. I appreciate right. you. However, did I also maybe pontificate a little bit once I got Ooh, that compliment? Good word. That's like five dollars. Pontificate. Thank you. Thank you very you're much. You're welcome. I hear him do it all the time. I love to pontificate. That's my fucking favorite. I'm in sales. (laughs) That's all I do. But here's the thing that, and and I've listened to both of you say very valid things. Yeah. Okay. Your turn. Very valid. Wait, wait. Before I stop. Wait, wait. So let me him pontificate further. All right, screw it. What you got? Let's do it. Dude, put a fucking microphone in my face. I'm gonna blow you. You seem You're so comfortable at home right now. It's, it's, it's actually adorable. awesome. If I don't give a fuck how long this episode goes. Nope. Continue. <laughs> Let's go. So, there's two again. If somebody right now, again, I'm not in the fucking best physical shape ever. But if somebody complimented my shape, whatever, eh, I don't take it for. If somebody complimented, could whatever. But if somebody would compliment <laughs> me on my work. And my work ethic and things. Yes. I would take that shit and I'd be like, you know what? Oh. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm, because you know what? I put my heart and soul into that. A hundred percent. I feel you at so, a spiritual level there. So it, it, it it's such a weird dynamic. It's especially, Again. Yeah. I, it's, I actually By the way, this is where the scrotum. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the the mental and emotional compliments more than the physical. The physical ones, I don't know. Fuck it. Like, makes me, I totally come apart. But like my contributions as a as an employee or as a peer and counterpart in those kinds of environments, I'm like, thanks. And you like I I know how to act in that. And I I actually feel that they appreciate me at that level, and I believe them when they compliment me there. All so right. I'm a, you, I'm gonna put it in context of you and I. So you dragged me Mickey. pointing at me, Mickey. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. They There's can't no see you. That's okay. I can see you, but they can't. Yeah. It's almost like <laughs> the scrotum is now pointing at Mickey. So he is for the hearing impaired. So for Mickey, you and I, <laughs> you, know, you drug me into this whole Jeep environment, this whole Jeep world. Sorry. So when somebody looks, and it's one of those things where you know it, it's. You know, you take this Jeep and then you put a lift on it. You put different wheels on it, different tires, you know, a roll cage and blah, 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 blah. You upgrade this Jeep and somebody says, hey, dude, nice Jeep. You know, it, it's, it, you don't, it's one of those things you can easily take that comment. Hey, you know what? Thanks a lot. It's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. It, it's not, because it's not about you. It's not about your work ethic. It's not about, it's like, hey, look, you got something that's pretty cool. Hey, you, you, it's easy to take that compliment. Thanks. But when you pull it internally, it's like, eh, eh. If somebody <laughs> says, wow, you look really good in that Jeep, you're like, ooh, really? Well, okay. <laughs> to your point, Fair. the Jeep. Your turn. 
to your point, and I'll, I'll get back to where I was going with it, but I'm going to address your point. Address your point. Address. Addressed. Addressed. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, going I'm to address fine. your point. How much bourbon have you yeah, Motherfucker, just that one. Not judging you. Somebody. Oh, no, I, I like how judged. you drink your bourbon. You look nice. I'm Quickly. not taking your compliment You're right handsome, now. but I love you. No, we're fighting. Uh, I love your chest hair. <laughs> both of like, them? He's got like four. Uh, wait, I said both. I, 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 I know they've two. multiplied. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to address your point and say. Rogaine. The reason you can accept a compliment about a material thing is that you don't have to work to maintain it. Oh, I disagree. Well, well, you and I would because I we understand what it means to have it. But when somebody says, nice Jeep, it's still a nice Jeep. If you put it away, you cover it, and it lives in a garage, and it's in a uh, barn for 50 years, and it comes out, it's still a nice Jeep. But if you put me in a barn for 50 years, I'm going to come out and maybe I won't exist at all. Maybe I'll, you won't have any chickens left, okay. but I'll be well fed. Right, that's a stretch. I'm waiting, right, I'm waiting for the allegory here. I'm just saying that physical things, the reason why Jeeps are easy, the reason reason why trucks are easy and cars. Something are, that's indif- the reason old fat guys get into car, classic cars is because it's easy to make them look good. Fuck off. I don't think that's it. I yeah, think you're no, on to no, something. So I one think of the things you're discounting is the work it took to well, get I know the that. work but it I, took. I, think but I know where he's going with this, some though. Just homeboy, if that's your thing. I like. think it, it has. it's not a representation of how you woke up that day. It's not a, of you but as you, your person. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue with that from the standpoint of the person that built that Jeep, that car. It's an effort whatever. versus an appearance. But it, it's your blood, it's sweat, it's an tears, an and this is your, yeah. your non-persona representation of shit you've done. It's like... It's my ah, avatar. This Jeep is me. <laughs> yes, it's your fucking avatar. It's your avatar. Absolutely. So, so yeah. to, to discount it and be like, hey, it's a fucking. It's a well, Jeep. no, like, no, but I, I motherfucker, think... this is me <laughs> in fucking metal and rubber and fucking vinyl and but whatever. That's, that's what I'm saying. But I think why it's... don't we do that about our bodies? Exactly. I think that's what the point you were trying to make. That. It's you're like, look at my. Well, that's why plastic surgeons exist. (laughs) Hey, dude, Dr. Plank did not fix anything on me. Um, (laughs) No shit. (laughs) Those titties, though. Damn. You guys, shit show happening. I didn't want to comment, but they, I love them. They're amazing. I love them so much. It's okay. Can I look? Oh yes. They're amazing. I'm not. Jesus Christ. They're They're fucking tremendous. So good. It's like a dead heat in a zeppelin race in this fucking room right now. It's not, but they're. I think. He did a really good job. But I think you're on to something. So it's indifferent to our person. Just same thing as when somebody compliments our, our work efforts and your Jeep. Like those are something we can tie um, our efforts into. When someone addresses you personally or physically, I like the way you look or I like the way you ha- you stand. I, I, don't, I don't know. Something that maybe we don't have or perceive ourselves to have control over. Like someone says, I look pretty and I turn into a total dork. I don't know how to take the compliment. I, yeah, you too, buddy. Thanks. You know, little fist bump on you the shoulder if you, and if make you, it weird. If you took it any other way, you'd be a fucking Kardashian. Everybody like, what a fucking con. Well, that's just it. I think we have that inherent, like, it's not okay to say thank you. 
because then that makes us narcissists. And I think that's actually wrong. I think that's a negative culture we've created. You know what the funny, so that's very interesting from the standpoint of if somebody complimented you and all of a sudden you got uncomfortable and didn't know how to respond and you said, which is thank me. you. I think thank you is the you're, right you're, response. You're, it's a valid response, but at the same rate, you're kind of like, I don't know what to say. You can just say exactly, thank you, you but you like don't s- know. It's weird. So thank it can you. be taken yes. as a, you know, a, the, this girl doesn't know what to have to respond or B, she's an absolute fucking bitch. Well, it's thank you. Tink, and, tink. I, and I don't mean to say girl. It could be anybody. But so, mostly girls. Yes. Well, because, it's, yeah, I mean, the girls don't compliment guys because guys are ugly. No, but anyway, so here, so let me pose this question to you. <laughs> I told you I'm going to blow you. So the interesting thing about me is, like I said, uh, you know, I know I'm a pretty good cook. Well, fuck one off. thing. Why are you looking at me? I was just waiting to hear the one compliment thing me? about you. You going to compliment me? I was just waiting I just to hear the one. Interesting interesting do you like thing the way the, the the light reflects off my shiny head? <sighs> I do love. How I can change lanes in traffic based on the sun radiating or tell head. time. By the way, when you sent that email at work and nobody commented, I was <laughs> I was so sad about. That. I, I I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of sad about. I too. was too. It, it was like it, it, an eventless fucking email. It's like <sighs> he is bald though. So anyway, just so you guys know, it's yeah. like when somebody comes, but it just kind of out when it just erupts out the end. Listen, just we're not bleh. all 21 years old anymore. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I fling yogurt the, the with the best of them. The days of seven ropes for some of us are are, 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 are long gone. Yeah, the state <laughs> of prostate. Mm-hmm. Well, fucking tickle it, and we'll find out. <laughs> Whatever. Gucci <Good> coo. <laughs> Back if to a, your a, subject, Scrooge. If, if a girl, uh, oh, Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> you said Christmas like three times. <laughs> what do you want to say? Jesus fucking Christ, I'll offend half your audience. <laughs> like I haven't already. <laughs> so, this is an episode. Uh, this is another show. This is a shit show. So Maybe uh, the end of if, Casual if, Swingers. If, if, Let's average, have a good time. We'll just it. call it Average Swingers and be done. Oh, yeah. This is the average, <laughs> a, casually average swingers. This is what we're doing. <laughs> Jay, fuck you. I love you, buddy. Love you guys. I don't know what you just said. But the simple fact of the matter is if a fucking chick sticks her finger up my ass and goes, coochie, coochie, coo, are you kidding me? It's like, no, we wouldn't Mow. say that. It would, no. it would go. You're, you're not going to say anything because just, you don't want to offend the person with fingers up your ass. Me. No, it's the fucking coochie, coochie, coo. No, no, there's going to be not, something said. Honestly, no one's going to like. No one should coochie, coo. It's a trust me. <laughs> Maybe there are two fingers. Trust me. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But one, one and done should. Should get it. I would hope but so. But two, two's not bad. It's not a bad plan. No, two. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Especially so anyway, if tiny like point. baby fingers like me. What if she like curled her fingers and asked you what the Fibonacci sequence was for your fucking Da Vinci? Fibonacci. Code? It said Fibonacci. No, I Fibonacci. think Fibonacci. Fibonacci. That's what he said. Okay. I think he said Pavarotti. Yeah. Yeah. What's the Pavarotti the sequence? Yeah. Solo mio. <laughs> 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 My point, Jesus, my right. point was, so listen, so my question is this. All right, so listen, I already said that I can't take a compliment when it comes to my cooking. Or a cock. Oh, I do have a nice cock. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That happened. But. I'm not even going to edit that out. I just snorted. Well, what's a fucking edit out? You know, look, what is understood doesn't need to be discussed. <laughs> 
However, I can take a compliment. The mighty alabaster scrotum is accompanied by the mighty alabaster ego. (laughs) (laughs) However, I can take a compliment about the Jeep. So why is it? So I'm producing two different things. I I built this Jeep. It's a phallic representation. I built built this meal. Why can't I I take a compliment about the Jeep but not take a compliment Mm, about the meal? Here's a question for you. Can Can you take a compliment about your cock? Yes, absolutely. You can too, yes. No, but I can't. No, you can. I can't. Yeah, I've seen you he's do it. He's full of shit because he tells me he's you a fucking, can. He's a big swing. You can, dick. but you can't <laughs> of your person. That, that is such he bullshit. Does, actually, I'm going to call you bullshit. out. You also fish for compliments about your cock. Dude, he wants to very fucking meet him. Don't call me horse because I can run fast. <laughs> he does the whole fucking you, mini me tripod I, thing. I will say most men, most men do very well taking compliments about their cock, but not of their person. So listen, you know. What, so what, listen. Hey, yo, I'm talking here. Here's the thing. I really feel like one of the biggest things that we face when we talk about, and you mentioned Jeeps, and that was really well done. Just ignore it. It never happened. Uh, I just threw a pen across the room. But when we talk about things like physical objects that are hard, not your penis. Uh, when we talk about... I take pills. Things like our house or our decorating or our cars. It's easy to accept a compliment Cooking, about those things. yeah. Because we've, they're generally accepted as beautiful. It's really hard when someone comes up to you and goes, you're so funny. You're so beautiful. You're so interesting. You're so special. You have made my life better in a particular way. Or I want to have sex with you because you arouse me because I find you attractive. (laughs) These are things that are hard to quantify. When we talk about quantify, how many, how much, I can't put a number on it. Right. And it's the person giving the compliment has already quantified it quantified it we just can't accept it we We don't know how well we don't necessarily believe them because of our own insecurities and our everything about us said not to the billboard we passed on the way to fucking pcap said but also i can take care of your chin fat did you not see it when we were in the uber oh my god it was was a fucking billboard that said that we can take care of that unsightly chin Chin Funny fat. you said that because I looked website. at a picture of me. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I saved it just for you, yeah. Scroat. I just want you to it's, take care of that because it's bothering I me so much. Notice, like, that's not a compliment. That your chin has fat until that billboard. But you're not wrong. You're not. You're not wrong. But also, I think it comes back to our inherent well, I mean, like that, insecurities. Yeah, I mean, that, and the media doesn't help with that. Whether and it be advertising, whether it be TV, we, whether we it don't, be TikTok, a hundred percent, because we don't be believe whatever. Uh huh. Hey, we you, don't. You just said it best. Go ahead. Ellie. No, I'm good. No, go ahead. Because I think no, you're on your way to where I'm headed. We don't believe it ourselves, so how could we believe it from others? Because we perceive that as inauthentic. Hundred percent. So let's take that inauthenticity one. But step that's not further. fair. That's TikTok, fucked up. Instagram. T- I mean, Twitter. No, I'm talking. We're, let's move past like how we're comparing ourselves against others. We don't believe it in ourselves, regardless of the influence that happens. It's so disrespectful when you take it from the five thousand foot view, 
and go, this person feels this way, but I'm going to discount it and disregard it and combat it because I feel this way about myself. So therefore, they're f- the way they feel is invalid. If that's true, why do you believe it from Kylie Kardashian when her lips look better red, but yours don't? I don't, though. Like You don't, but why does everybody else? I why are we like, my lips don't look like at this circle. color? Right? This is a vicious circle we're it going is. in now. But we are in a vicious circle, and this is the point. So how could we... Th- how do you fix it? Yes, how do we do better? How do, we how do I respect a person? <laughs> but this is how we sake. connect with our fellow humans now in this environment. No, they're not fellow humans. How do we take a compliment, not look like a narcissist, but also... Not act like an influencer? Mm, I, I'm not even going to go that far. What about like, all the times that he so, did that we saw those fucking people that acted like jackasses and they called themselves influencers? We were like, hey, uh, hey my, my name's Mickey. What's your name? And they're like, oh, I'm... I am, you know, and he gave me some extraordinarily interesting name, and he said, I'm an influencer. That's literally how he introduced himself. Remember that guy? But is there, fuck off, because there's, if. uh, He had great abs. He really did. uh, What's wrong with that is because you can't take a compliment and you don't see yourself that way. So. Is there a disparity Because he was waiting for me to appreciate him for whatever it is that he found valuable. He wanted valuable. to be sell it. Okay. I thought he was an idiot. <laughs> so, I mean, that brings Here up Here we good go. Point. So Again. Take the source of the compliment. So, for instance, you have an inner circle of people that you trust, that you love, that you value. When a compliment is placed by one of those people, it's going to carry more weight than some hammerhead that, for instance, is looking to be an influencer that's looking to either A, get laid, or what have you. So I'm going to give you a very concrete example from the standpoint of, you know, I've, I've told you that from a cooking perspective that I don't take a compliment well. However... My dad is the biggest fucking critic when it comes to food. (laughs) It doesn't matter who cooks it. He could go to a five-star Michelin-rated restaurant and be like, meh, meh. It'd be the greatest fucking meal he's ever had. Meh. My dad tells me, "Hmm, John, that's pretty fucking good. I take that as a compliment. I, 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 I will actually ingest that. I, I I measure it. However, I, I I take that as a as a somewhat high rating. Do I think my dad is this uh, you know culinary you know fucking master uh, taster or whatever? No, but at the same rate, I know he's a picky son of a bitch, and uh, he gives me a compliment. You know what? I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna say, you know, I feel pretty good about what I made. So, again, it's your inner circle and the people that you you value people's opinion. So, you know, Mickey, if you told me that, you know, listen, you know, the project you put together, pretty damn good. I'm going to take that as like, you know what, I really really respect your opinion and I'm going to internalize it and say, you know, I'm going to feel pretty good about that. But if I'm sitting there going, you know what, listen really don't know jack crap about what i do for a living or the technology that i deal with and you go oh, well, good job i'm like oh, you don't know but okay but none of us know what it takes for a woman to put when i say none of us i'm talking about you and me uh 
and I'm pointing at the scrotum right now, but we don't know what it takes to put on lipstick the right way. I mean, I know maybe the scrotum does because he like he spends a lot of time in this well and he has to put the lotion on his skin and some other stuff. But uh, my my point is that I think that not we don't know what it takes to go through and do the things that make the opposite sex as attractive as they are to us. Uh, so we just kind of react to what we find attractive. You look great today. Your hair looks great. Your dress looks great. Your body looks great. Your tits look great. Your ass looks great. I wonder how many of those affirmations that we're providing feel like affirmations and don't feel like requests for attention. Mm. And I think that that's some of the, the challenges that we face is requests for attention as males, as females. And and I think it's fear that, that maybe we're going to be asked to do something we're not prepared to offer. And I think that's where this I can't take a compliment comes from is what do I owe you in fucking return? Well, I mean, the funny thing is there's an interesting dynamic from the standpoint of to, to tag on what you just said, there are instances where a significant other may not be getting the compliments they expect at home and will I'll say uh, you know, dress to the nines or, or put extra effort in when they go mm -hmm. out into to conferences or or different things to kind of generate those uh, compliments from strangers because they're not getting that affirmation at home. That's the fear of the lifestyle that a lot of people have that aren't in it, though. They go, well, wait a minute. If I can't get it at home, I'm going to get it somewhere else. And what I'll say is the lifestyle, if you're doing it right, doesn't replace what you're not getting at home. Yeah, you're not. You should never try to backfill the holes that you uh, you have in right yeah. now, right? And I'm not going to lie, as a woman... And this is no judgment or a, um, or, or or anything against my spouse, but it does hit different when someone compliments me physically versus my husband because there's this inherent like, well, you have to say that because you're married to me, and you have to say that because you love me, and you have to say that because but you are biased and you're my person so, so you see me differently than the rest of the world like that's how i that feel more, why would you put more weight into what a complete stranger thought when it's fucking you know, when it's they have fucked they up. may or may not have an agenda because they're exactly they may have uh, like ulterior motives or, or whatever but they're to some degree in that moment we like well they have an unbiased opinion which is totally not fair all right, so I'm going to put a point on, on this. It's You're on. Right. The simple fact of the matter is you got the, this person married you. Yeah, I know. They but get the warts and all. They do. So their opinion should have they do. more weight. And, and Scrote, you're not wrong. Yeah. But I will say, and Mallory, um, so we were at the pre-cap house in PCAP. Pre-cap? <laughs> I love it. And I'm sitting in a chair. Uh-huh. And I had my back to the pool. Uh-huh. And Honeyspoon walks past me. Mm -hmm. and she runs her hand through my hair, and she goes, I love your longer hair. Mm -hmm. You've been saying that for like... Two I years? Know. I don't know. Since Methuselah walked the earth. I don't know how long it's been. But two I know years. that when it happened, you, two years, and I was like, cool. She likes it better. And that's enough for me, by the way. Uh -huh. It's always enough for me. Whatever you want is enough for me. 
But it was incredibly validating. It hits different. It hit different. It uh-huh. was validating. Yeah. And I went, Why? thanks. Why? Because he she didn't have to say it. But he, so he feels like, your, your again, wife biased. Have to say it either. Yeah. It. <laughs> in my head, in my heart, no. I felt like she would have said anything to make me feel like I was good enough. But Honey Spoon would not have done that. Well, so what? what is Honey Spoon's motivation to tell you that? But I will tell you this. When Mallory says it, nothing means as much as when she does. So when she says I'm good enough and she says that I'm doing a good job, when I when I when here's the when thing. I say you're doing a good job, it's different than when I say compliment your physical appearance. I think we always diminish that. Yeah, I don't care who the fuck you are, 100%. especially when it's you're so spouse. hard to wrap your head around this thing. <sighs> Whatever. That's why we're talking about this an hour and thirty four yeah. fucking minutes. Dude, in this I episode. have to go to bed. Like you two are doing whiskey a month on your own. <laughs> this this is a sore subject for me. It, well, yeah. it's a hard subject, which is why there are it's no hard podcasts. It's for everyone. On it. Look, yeah. I, I mean, from the standpoint of you know, I, I it's the a fact that you can you can pay a compliment to your significant other, and it doesn't carry as much weight as a perfect stranger. I don't know. letting, especially you know, if it's a male complimenting a female. And then that female getting quote unquote adoration from a, you know, somebody that they're not dating. It, it's, uh-huh. I, it, well, don't get me, it, it, I have a lot of issue with this from the standpoint of why does the comment from somebody you're not dating carry more weight you're than in a what hi- I'm saying? Yeah, you're in a hierarchy phase. It, yeah, you live over there. World, There's an yeah. issue. That's, that's a problem yeah, yeah, to yeah. me. Yeah, I can, I can totally see that. I respect it. Um, to some degree, I I understand where you're and I coming fight from. it now. Yeah, he's all bitter. I get it. His arms I, are folded I, I know, across I his know. chest. Right now. I know. About it. I know. I know. I I totally fucking understand. And but it's not wrong. It yeah. How you Why? feel isn't wrong. How we feel isn't wrong. Here's the no, thing that'll no, really I make you. Why? No, it'll really no, make you fold your arms. It's, you're not wrong. Why? Uh, no, let's pick the fucking scab. <laughs> Because it's inherent. I, I do feel my husband will tell me. he. I feel like he sees me through a different set of goggles than the rest of the world. Because he loves me so unconditionally. But he's seen the good, the Warts bad, the and indifferent. All. So, but so he's it, seen, his compliment should carry more weight. I know. I it know doesn't. it should. I know at its core it should. And he would. He feels the same way when the, the roles are reversed. It's fucking hard to look at someone and go you know me at my best and my worst and to hear that compliment when someone has seen you at your worst it's so fucking hard to go dude like three days ago i was like a fucking uh, patternizing Uh, that's weird no i i think i think there are moments where you it's not fair at all whatsoever but it feels secular, like almost like a habit. Like you have to say this thing because this moment arrived and like that's the insert phrase here. Which is not fair because you they should absolutely get 100% of the credit for giving the compliment. But there are moments where that, that happens. But so, seeing the warts and all, yeah, you're like, fuck, there's no way you could feel that way about me right now. Because you know, three days ago I looked fucking homeless. Actually, the warts and all is a great way to put a cap on this thing. Yeah. 
my point is, I had a lunch with a listener today, and I couldn't answer all of his questions. I couldn't. And what I realized during that conversation, which really formed at the end of this for for me, is that not knowing the answer is not a reason not to have the conversation. I, that's what we do for a lot of living. But that's hard as a podcaster and as, as a content creator, we think that we have to create content to answer a question. That's not what we did here today. We had a conversation that probably feels similar. What's you don't that? think it's a provoke conversation sometimes? Maybe. But as a content creator, I think we fail at that. We we want desperately to give the answer. Oh, 100% because we've we had conversations about topics because it's real life world examples and then we go no because it's it's not necessarily negative but we can't put up like a, a tie it up at the end because it's open-ended or because we can't answer the question in of itself we can give the explanation of our experience or create some dialogue around it but we would hesitate because yeah so much like yeah. my lunch with that listener this week, which I enjoyed very much, and I said that to him before we left, I learned as much from this conversation as I did from the question itself. And I learned as much from that conversation as I did from the questions themselves. This was, this was awesome. So I want to thank both of you for being willing to have it. We're going to come back in a hot fucking second, and we're going to talk about Whiskey of the Month. Because this is the longest episode yeah. in the history of fucking Thank Casual Swinger. I love you both. I your whiskey of the month thing on your own. <laughs> you lie. You're lying. I love you. Over. You're a booze hound. Stop it. I am. Okay. You're gonna do it. Today. Back in a hot second, folks. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. We are back. I sincerely apologize for having an episode that's this fucking long, but this is segment. We're going to talk whiskey of the month. Not going to lie. I'm a fan of whiskey. You Well, we have been imbibing some whiskey this evening. Cheers, my brother. Cheers. Cheers I appreciate to it. Yep. Have a sip. And Starry, tell us what time it is. Candy is dandy, but whiskey makes you frisky. And with that, the Whiskey of the Month. And by the way, you guys might notice that the beautiful Mallory's not with us for this Whiskey of the Month. It's because it got late and she's got to go to bed because we are getting on a flight first thing in the morning. Now, what you don't know is the Whiskey of the Month is... Drum roll, please. Old Forester. We're going to do Old Forester. Now, the one we're going to talk about today... 1897, but I'm going to throw a few others out there. Now, remember, Whiskey of the Month requires a couple of features. It has to be available in at least 40 states in this great country. It has to be under 50 bucks. That is a tough fucking order. I hear from you guys all the time saying, wait a minute, I think this whiskey's better, that whiskey's better. If it's 52 fucking bucks, it's not Whiskey of the Month. It can't be. We might change that at some point, but today... We're going to offer up a couple different expressions in the $50 range. This is different than what we normally do for Whiskey of the Month. The official Whiskey of the Month is Old Forester 1870. The original expert, or the expression, rather, 
of Old Forester sourced from three different ages and profiles to create its distinctive taste. In the case of this 1870 Old Forester, it was three different distilleries that he got his whiskey from. Now today, it's three different barrels from three different ages and three different rickhouses where he gets this from. And it can be found for pretty much under 50 bucks everywhere, including Total Wine, Drizzly, and Sip Whiskey, which are three of the ones that we recommend on the regular. So we're going to talk, so I'm going to talk about three different expressions of Old Forester here. Now, some of you guys have met with us at PCAP and come to our whiskey of the, or our whiskey uh, tasting, and we've talked about whiskey of the month every month here on Casual Swinger for the last few months. And normally, again, like I said, under 50 bucks available in 40 states. However, Old Forester is special. Old Forester has been around since damn near the dawn of whiskey. Why? What's special about it? So, in this range of the whiskeys we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about Old Forester 1910, Old Forester 1897, and Old Forester 100. But we'll also kind of touch about or touch on a little bit Old Forester 1920. 1910 was a tribute to the fire that shut down their line and forced them to rebarrel whiskey for the first time, creating a double-barreled expression that they continue to sell today is something they call Old Forester 1910, along with their other brands, like the excellent Woodford Reserve Double Oaked, which uses the very same process that they learned in 1910. So Old Forester Double Oaked is widely regarded as a great whiskey, and even though the scrotum is over there going, meh, 55 bucks for a double-barreled whiskey is a pretty good deal. Old Forester 1897 is bottled in bond, celebrating their first year of single-barreled production to comply with the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897, which is what it's named after at 52 bucks. Now, Old Forester 100 is a lower-cost 100-proof whiskey without sacrificing the complex flavor. The 100 is a hand-picked blend of barrels that won the gold medal in 2019 in San Francisco. By the way, that one is 27 bucks. It's dirt cheap. So if you want to get into Old Forester on the cheap, jump in on that Old Forester 100, but it's going to hurt. Now, let's talk about why we talk about Old Forester at all for a second. Now, you guys know if you guys have listened to Casual Swinger for a while, we love a great whiskey with a great story. So let's talk about the story of Old Forester because there are very few stories in whiskey that even touch the story of Old Forester. Absolutely. It's actually tremendous. Now, the scrotum and I talked about this in the kitchen a few hours ago before we went to dinner, and he looked at me like I was an insane person because of the number of things I told him about Old Forester. Ah, dude, you're like Wikipedia for whiskey. (laughs) It's stupid, but I'd like to you guys... All right, so picture this. Sicily, 1945. (laughs) No? Okay, Golden Girls reference. But anyway... How you doing? (laughs) Imagine the time where the solution to your problems was whiskey, but to get that whiskey required you to walk down to a tavern with a container and have it filled. Only hoping that that container didn't include some unsafe additives like, I don't know, fucking gunpowder. That happened back in the 1800s, specifically previous to 1870. Local saloons indeed used to have to stretch their supplies, which created more public health concerns. When you wanted whiskey back then, you had to bring your own container and get it filled from the barrels on the wall at your local tavern. Now, the driving force behind this young pharmaceutical representative in Louisville, Kentucky, became the first 
to bottle whiskey in glass containers to ensure consistency, both in taste and quality of his product. His name was George Gavin Brown, and he's the legend of the whiskey that brought us the brand known as Old Forester. So let's talk about George. Uh, we'll talk about George Garvin. I almost keep calling him Gavin, but it's George Garvin Brown. The legend that brought us Old Forester. Originally, he's from Munfordville, Kentucky. He moved to Louisville and eventually began selling. Remember, I talked about what happened. People brought their own bottles, their own containers, and these containers oftentimes contained other things. Those things contained bleach. Those things contained gunpowder. Those things contained other alcohols. The problem is you don't know what effect that had on the container because a lot of containers back then were wood. So... George Garvin Brown moves to Louisville and eventually begins selling the first bottled bourbon whiskey in America in the early 1870s. That's right. He pioneered bottling whiskey as opposed to bringing your own bottle or bringing your own container to get your whiskey. Instead Very of interesting. So whatever you brought to put it in. Now, that doesn't sound like something that would make somebody a legend, does it? Absolutely not. But it fucking does. No, what makes you a legend is when the government starts to tax you on it. Well, don't get me wrong. We'll get to there. Because, see, Old Forester, which initially had two R's in the name, by the way, was named after a prominent physician in Louisville, Kentucky. His name, Dr. William Forrester. And true to the typical application for spirits at the time, if you guys remember our very, very first cocktail corner, we talked about the old-fashioned cocktail. Because at the time, whiskey was used as medicine, and it was sold as a medicinal product in pharmacies. His original product was sourced from three different distilleries, one of which he ended up purchasing in 1901 to better comply with the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. See, the bottle wasn't Old Forester's only first. They were one of only six distillers to apply for and receive permits to continue making whiskey as a medicinal product during prohibition following the passage of the Volstead Act. I'm not going to lie. You know, we talked about this in the kitchen and uh, that's utterly astounding to me because prohibition is kind of like, you know, what we were taught in school is like prohibition is prohibition. Absolutely nothing from an alcohol perspective was ever produced, ever distributed, what have you. So not going to lie, this little nugget of uh, information was like, seriously? There are brands wow. in this country that are as old as this country itself. You know, we talked about Michter's last month. And Michter's... My favorite. Michter's, believe it or not, George Washington bought Michter's for the soldiers. So let's go back to Prohibition for a minute. The Volstead Act was passed following the passage of the 18th Amendment to the Constitution of this country. The 18th Amendment to the Constitution of this country made illegal the sale, transport, or consumption of alcoholic beverages that resulted in intoxication. So for those of you that don't remember, because none of us were fucking alive, Protestant Christians pushed the narrative in the early 1900s that crime, illness, and vagrancy were entirely the fault of overconsumption of alcohol. Well, Result go ahead. you're oppressing my people. Stop. Dude, you're Irish. Fuck off. <laughs> you're a bunch Irish of Protestant. Stop. <laughs> but, you know, the reality is that in the early 1900s, crime, illness, vagrancy, 
They were not the result of consumption of alcohol. And these states that banned the sale of alcohol, including Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, Florida, there were so many that did this. Uh, it led to what we call the Volstead Act. The Volstead Act criminalized violations of the 18th Amendment, which said that basically you were going to go to jail. There were criminal penalties if you violated this act. Now, let's fast forward a little bit. We're afraid. We're afraid of what could come. We're afraid of what could be. Now, it wasn't until 1941, 1942 that World War II came around and we realized that we were actually the problem, not what we imbibe or not what we consume. But in the Prohibition era, we were just terrified. And what we created was the mob. We mm. created organized crime by trying to stamp out crime and trying to stamp out vagrancy and trying to stamp out this vagrant behavior, this, you know, awful thing that we became. And it was awful. It wasn't until 1933. So what we're talking about effectively is 14 fucking years later. We're like, whoa, this was a bad idea. And that was the passage of the 21st Amendment. So three amendments later, folks. 21st Amendment, the prohibition was repealed and America could finally get their fucking drink on again. Yeah, so basically you were oppressing the Irish people. You know what? Fuck the Irish. <laughs> I'm only saying the in here. I love the Irish. But no, you know, of the six distilleries that produced alcohol during prohibition, and we just had a nice long conversation about prohibition. That stuns me, by the way. Only six distilleries. There were 10 that applied. Only six were given license. To produce alcohol during prohibition, one of which was Old Forester. Now, here's a fun fact, and this is something that Mr. Scrotum and I talked about <laughs> earlier today. To celebrate their status, they produced a whiskey called Prohibition Style to this day that's available by Old Forester as a 1920 expression. It's bottled at 100 proof, which was the federal requirement at the time meaning that the angel share, and we've talked about this previously, increased the proof of the barrel to 115 proof, which means that the whiskey today, if you buy Old Forester 1920 for about 55 bucks from, you know, Total Wine or Drizzly or anybody else, is going to be 115 proof in homage to that rich profile from that era. Okay. Now, of all of the brands... Ten received a certificate. Six actually produced whiskey during Prohibition. Only one remains hmm. that made whiskey before Prohibition, during Prohibition, and after Prohibition. Interesting. That is Old Forester. Now, Old Forester wasn't done with firsts when this happened, as Old Forester was the first distillery to electively cease manufacturing of spirits and provide alcohol for the war effort following the bombing of Pearl Harbor in 1941. They also pioneered the barrel pick by offering single barrels for sale in 1962 and to our, this day, the only distillery operating their own cooperage in the United States in addition to distilling whiskey in the same building. Cooperages are barrel-making facilities. As a matter of fact, they have their own in the headquarters on Whiskey Row in Louisville, which they returned to in 2018 after being housed elsewhere since 1919, meaning 
For a hundred fucking years, they went somewhere else and came back and bought the old building back and put the barrel making facilities and the whiskey distillery back in the same joint right next door to their competitors. So let me ask you this. Is that because is that a good marketing ploy or was there a particular reason? It's big dick energy, baby. Yeah. That's all there is to it. They just came back and said, Daddy's home. That's all there is to it. (laughs) That's all there is to it. So the name of that company that makes Old Forester is Brown Foreman, the parent company responsible for Old Forester, Woodford Reserve, Jack Daniels, and others, is still under the curation of their fifth-generation descendant. His name? Campbell Brown. And he's ensuring this American legacy will remain so for not only now, but for generations to come, because I'm sure he's banging the snot out of some pretty girl in Kentucky and making heirs to this great Brown Foreman legacy. By the way, Brown Foreman is a publicly traded company, and over 70% of the shares for Brown Foreman remain in control of the original family that started this legacy back in 1870. Huh. Now that is Whiskey of the Month. To tell you a little bit about this 1897 flavor that I've got in front of me in my hand, let's talk about the nose. Bright, floral, fruity. Take a sniff, scrotum. What do you think? It's a bright whiskey. It's it's a little hot, right? It's now, hot from an initial nose perspective, but once you get past that... So yeah, well, no, that's drinking it. That's not nose. No, no, it's, it, it's on my nose, bro. Okay, don't snort it. <laughs> It's not cocaine. Now, something you need to know, if you if you amp up just a couple of bucks to the 1910 that we talked about, remember the 1910 is a double I'm barrel, it doubles floor. down with more of the baked goods feeling that comes, and it only increases as it breathes. The palate is caramel and oak, and it's an easy drinker. Again, you know, it's it, you'd think it'd be a little harsher than it is for being a six-year or less, but the 1910, which again adds that second barrel, adds berries, marshmallow, and a very visceral drinking experience. The finish, which is what comes when you breathe out after you drink a whiskey, for those of you that don't remember, is cinnamon and maybe a little bit of Grandma's Kitchen when she's baking pies, which are things like nutmeg and maybe a little bit of flour. Now, the 1910 and that double barrel has a little bit more of an oaky finish, kind of like a cigar box feeling that's dominated by charred wood. It's still highly enjoyable. I'm going to tell you what, I'll drink this all day, every day. This is a very easy drinker. It's a very, you could easily make this an all-day drinker if you can find it. Um, I'm quite impressed. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm stunned because of the the amount of hate that it gets online, and I don't know where it comes from. I literally don't know where it comes from. This, This is why we started Whiskey of the Month. Under fifty bucks, available everywhere. What can you get that it, that that can introduce people to whiskey that don't know whiskey? Because why do I have to have a two hundred and fifty dollar bottle to feel like I'm having good whiskey? You don't. And this is where we are. And by the way, Scrotum, thank you for validating why we started this segment in the first place. Absolutely. Right to introduce whiskeys that are very tasty, can change your palate, can change your stars, and have one good glass with a friend who haven't you, seen, you haven't seen in a while. And uh, that's what we did here on Casual Swinger today. Scrotum, thank you for joining us. Thank you for spending some time with us and My having pleasure. a few drinks with us. Mallory went to bed, so this yeah, you whole, know what? You know, yeah, this whole I'm thing sure is, she was a fan of it, too. Actually, she is. 
Uh, she likes a cu- she likes some of the other expressions of Old Forester, but we have different tastes. And by the way, if you like Mallory's taste, well, you don't like me anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> you might like the scrotum if you like him bald. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do something we don't normally do here on Casual Swinger. Two hours and 12 minutes into this thing, uh, which I may edit some of this down a little bit. But the gist of it is, if you don't know where to find us, check us out on iTunes. We are on iTunes. If you want to make me feel better about myself and keep me from self-flagellating, by all means, leave us a positive review. If you want to check us out on social, we are on Cassidy. We are on SDC. We are on uh, SLS. We are on Double Date Nation. We are, and by the way, she's way better at this. We've talked about this many, many times, so feel free to tell her much better she is at this than I am. But also, if you want to check us out on Twitter, if you want to check us out on Facebook, we're everywhere. We are Casual Swinger literally everywhere. Or you can just send us an email if you need a hand at podcast at casualswinger.com. And don't forget, we are on Casual Toys. Casual Toys is where you can pick up anything and everything that gets you off or makes you say woohoo. That is www.casualtoys.com. If you have questions, issues, comments, concerns, you can catch us in the chat bubble in the bottom left-hand corner. That goes directly to the cell phones for myself, for Mallory, and, of course, the casual offspring. That's Caitlin. Or you can just send us a message at sales at casualtoys.com. This has been a pleasure. It's been my personal honor to do this for you guys. Alabaster Scrotum, you want to say bye? Goodbye. (laughs) A man of few words. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Casual Swimming.